Thank you for joining us on our Living Word Christian Center podcast. You're about to listen to one of our guest speakers. Open up your hearts and get ready to receive a word from the Lord. And I told myself one day I want to be a preacher man like that. Amen. I was addicted to drugs. I was a heroin addict. I was just a pig for drugs. And I got saved, amen. It's been a journey, and here I am this morning. So praise God, amen, hallelujah. Pastor Ruben took me underneath his, his wing. I'm, I'm so happy. It's a great honor to be under a great, powerful man of God, amen. Watching him preach yesterday in the corner, amen, wow, it just fired me up, amen. So this morning, if you guys got your Bibles, I want you to go to Matthew chapter 24, Matthew chapter 24, hallelujah, let's read the word, we'll start with reading the word of God, amen, praise God, Matthew chapter 24, hallelujah, let's start in verse uh, 36, give you a few seconds to get there, if you got to say amen. The Bible says, therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the, no, I'm sorry. Did I say uh, 36, right? Okay, 36. Senior moment. My bad. Okay. I'm 60 years old. Amen. I'm getting up there. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 36. But of the day and hour, no one knows. Not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. Have you ever wondered why Jesus doesn't know when he's going to come back? Have you ever asked yourself that question? You know why? Because Jesus loves us so much. Because I mean, know Jesus is our friend. And as friends, I mean, we have a tendency to share things with each other. Amen? And that's one of the reasons why, amen, not even Jesus knows. Because we knew the hour and the day he will come, amen, he will go on your social media. Hello? He'll text you, hello, and he'll let you know I'm coming March 30 at 8 p.m. Be ready. Hello. But that doesn't work in the kingdom of God. Because God wants us ready at all times. God wants us to be prepared every single day, amen, of our lives. Can I preach? Amen. The Bible says, amen, we need to be ready in another season. Uh-huh. Amen. Every morning we wake up, amen, amen, we, may, we need to make a decision. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to serve Jesus, amen. I don't care, amen, that the devil comes breaking down at my door, amen. I don't care if he tries to arrest me. I make my choice, amen. I'm going to be ready, and I'm going to be prepared for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that's why Jesus doesn't know himself when he's coming back. Because he wants us all ready. Amen. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Let's go to verse 37. But as the days of Noah were, so also shall be the coming of the Son of Man be. For as the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. And that's a divorce. Until the day that Noah entered the ark. 
and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Verse 40. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Amen? Let's talk about the rapture. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and the other left. Verse 42, watch therefore, for you do not know the hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Let us pray. Father in heaven, uh, God, we are so grateful to be here together as a family of Christ. As a living word family, Father God, we thank you so much, God, for your faithfulness and your love you have shown us throughout the years, God. And this morning, Father, as I minister your word to your people, I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you will take control of my mouth. And that you will invade my heart this morning. Give me words, God, that will edify and encourage your people to stay prepared at all time, God. Every second of their lives, God, that their mind will be on eternal purposes, God. I ask you, Lord, that I'll be very careful this morning to glorify your son, Jesus Christ. That you will use me as a mouthpiece, as a vessel to your glory, God. I ask you, God, that you will bless your word and all God's people say, amen. amen. You guys can sit down. Those who are standing. This morning, amen, I want to minister, are you ready? Come on. How many are ready? Then we need to stop making excuses. Amen. This morning, I want to look at making excuses. I mean, no, we're good at that. Well, I had to eat, amen. I, I couldn't help myself because I'm, amen, I'm under a lot of stress. I think that's one of the excuses we use the most, no? I was reading a story of, of the, 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 uh, Noah, the Ark of the Noah retorted in the New Revised Version. And the Lord said to Noah, where is the ark which I commanded you to build? And Noah said to the Lord, Verily I have three carpenters off because they call in sick. The gopher wood supplier has let me down again. Yeah, even though the gopher wood had been on order for over 12 months, what can I do, O oh Lord? And the Lord said to Noah, I want that ark finished even after seven days and seven nights. And Noah said, it's going to happen, Lord. And it was not so. And the Lord said to Noah, what seems to be the trouble this time? And Noah said unto the Lord, my subcontractor has gone bankrupt the char which you command me to put on the outside of the ark has not arrived. 
The plumber has gone on strike. Shame, my son, who helped me on the art side of the business, has formed a pop group. With his brothers, Ham and Shafet, they went into the music business. Lord, I am so undone. And the Lord grew angry and said, and what about the animals, Noah? The male and the female of every sort that I ordered to come unto you to keep their seed alive upon the face of the earth. And Noah said they have been delivered unto the wrong address, but you'll arrive on Friday. <laughs> and the Lord said, how about the unicorns? And the falls of the air by sevens. And Noah wrung his hands, and he began to cry, saying, Lord, unicorns are, are a discontinued line now. They're extinct. You cannot get them for love nor money anymore. And the falls of the air are sold only in half dozens. Lord, Lord, you know how it is. And the Lord in his wisdom said, Noah, my son, I know. Why else do you think I have caused a flood to descend upon the earth? This morning, I want to look at making excuses. And I believe that most of us are very familiar with excuses, if you could be honest this morning. Well, I can't do this no more because I'm old. Hello. We try to stay on the same diet we were on 30 years ago. We order two hamburgers, we barely eat the first one. They say, now watch this. I'm not talking about the church, okay? They say on the average, people make a dozen to 15 excuses every single day. This study was based, amen, hallelujah, according to the world, not the church, okay? So don't start feeling bad. <laughs> they say the most common reasons for excuses are these. We aren't honest with each other. Next time you go to work, pay attention. You probably hear so many excuses. Here you are working, you're busting yourself out, and there your co-workers stand, and you go, oh, well, I'm done with my job. But duh, I need help myself too, you know? <laughs> or when you're having lunch with your friends. Or talking on the phone with your parents. I mean, we're good at making this. Well, mom, I couldn't make it today. Or dad, you know what? I got a flat tire. Never mind, you live two doors down their house. <laughs> we also make excuses to try to justify something. Amen? I can't. I won't. I shouldn't. And I couldn't. Also, we feel 
corner and defensive, our backs are against the wall. How many have been against the wall? You're confronted with the truth. Hello. And we try to convince ourselves we'll only do more harm than good. Amen. And we hand out all these daily excuses. Amen. The bottom line is this, your excuses are all about a failure of nerve. The fear of losing friends. Come on. Of attracting disapproval or approval. Or disbelief. Of being misunderstood. You see, we live in a society that has gone so used to excuses. Amen? I don't know if you guys remember back in the night, and I believe 1993, there was over 3,369 murders in L.A. County alone. We're not talking about domestic violence. We're not talking about car. We're talking just alone with gang violence. So, you know, of course, you know, when things like this happen, you got all these experts, scientists, amen, uh, uh, you know, educators, they come together, community leaders, amen, and they came to a conclusion. They said, it's a smog in L.A. basin. Really? <laughs> what a weak excuse. When the bottom line, can I preach, amen, it's sin. And since the beginning of time, according to the Bible, men and women have been making excuses. Can I get an amen? amen. When God asked Adam, Adam, why are you wearing that weird Versace leafy outfit of yours? Really? Was it the wardrobe? Right? Did someone tell you about eating out of that fruit? Did you eat out of it, Adam? Oh, can I preach? Immediately he blamed poor Eve. It's that woman you gave me. Right? It's that lady. The only way I could accept that excuse if it was Lady Gaga. <laughs> it's that woman, God. Can I preach? Bro, you need to stop blaming your woman. Stop blaming her for your lack of commitment. Stop blaming her for your lack of love for God. Stop blaming her for, amen, not being as faithful as you should be. Stop blaming her. Amen? Amen? Be honest. I'm the one with the problem. When God asked Cain, hey, where's your brother at? Remember after he killed him? Try to hide it? Come on. When you do something, you get busted. Don't try to justify it. Be honest. Amen? If you get caught at one in the morning going in a cookie jar, admit it, please. 
When you come back to bed, don't tell your wife, hey, amen. I heard, I heard some noises. I thought it was a burglar or something. <laughs> but the only noise you heard was a growling in your stomach. Where's your brother, Cain? What's his excuse? Am I my brother's babysitter? Right? When God told Sarah, you're going to have a baby. She began to laugh because she was already, you know, way up there in age. The production system was shut down. Hello? Probably even the intimacy, I don't know. That's something you need to ask God. Come on, God, I, I ain't got, you know. No, never mind. I'm not going to go that way. <laughs> really, God? The Bible says she began to laugh and say, how can an old woman like me still have a baby? Come on, we serve a powerful God, church. Yeah. The God of impossibilities. And when God called Moses... One of the most famous excuses I've ever heard in my life. In my, I can't spoke, God. I have a problem with spoking. I'm just kidding. He told God, I have a problem with my speech. You know, I always often wonder about that because in Hebrews, when they describe Moses, they say when he was in Moses, he was full, with, excuse me, when he was in Egypt, he was full of wisdom. Yes, say that. Right? He, had the, he, he could speak well. But what happened to Moses? Left Egypt. Maybe he started picking up the sheep's language. Hello. 40 years behind that desert. Hello. How many know you started losing your mind a little bit? I tell people this all the time. It's okay to talk to yourself once in a while. Ask yourself, but when you're doing it all day long and walking down the street, people look at you, what's wrong with that, loco? <laughs> all day long, he's talking, he's conversing to himself, he's answering, he's laughing, and then you got a problem. <laughs> Listen to me. When it comes to God... We could come up with all kinds of excuses. Can I get an amen? amen? We could come with unique excuses. We could come with dumb excuses. Hello? We could come with no sense excuse. We could come with an intelligent, but it's not going to work with God, church. Because we cannot make excuses with God this morning. But God is hard serving you. What duh, what we think the Holy Ghost is here for us, church. Jesus told us, I will send you help. When you don't know something, I will send the Holy Ghost and he will help you to your dilemma, to your problem. Amen. When you feel out of it, when you're losing the joy, the gladness of God, I will send him and he will give you comfort. Can I preach? I need beyond my wife's love and comfort. Even though I need it more often. 
I like to hear my wife tell me, Estás bien chulo, mijo. You're a handsome man. Talk about that lying devil. Sometimes I need to hear that from God too. Because the problem with us human beings, amen, we let the devil lie to us. That we're nothing. We're nobody. But that's when the Holy Ghost comes and says, don't worry about it. You are important in the kingdom of God. But yet... Sometimes God will love us so much, you just stand there and just look at us and hear our excuses. I read this story the other day about a teacher had a big problem with a student called Gary. Because Gary always made excuses for not bringing in his homework. So one day, the teacher started collecting all the homework from all the different games. And when she came to Gary, I told him, Gary... What excuse do you have today? Gary looks at her, wow, you know, teacher, I know you're going to get upset, but my dog ate it. <laughs> she puts her hand in her head, going, you know how many times I heard that from you? Gary looks at his teacher, this time it's true, teacher. <laughs> teacher, why do you say that? Because I actually got my homework, and I shoved it in my dog's mouth, and he did eat it. We could come with the most unique, funny excuses, but God knows it's an excuse, church. Can I get an amen? amen? God, it's too hard to serve you. I can't do it, God. You know what? I'm going to be like this for the rest of my life. No, that's a lie from the enemy. You know, there's three people I feel sorry for. It's God, right? Because he's heard so, so many excuses. Your pastor. And guess who else? Your mom. I remember, telling, I used to, I would, I remember one time we went to my, my mom was on. No excuse, woman. Don't come out with your weak excuses, son. I know what you're doing. I remember one time we went over um, my, 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 my dad's uh, sister. It was in Mexico. And um, we ate menudo. Red flag number one, the menudo was brown. Hello, right? Man, it was supposed to be red, right? Saucy looking. Red flag number two. Put the spoon in. The meat had little black hairs in it. In other words, the manila was not clean. They didn't clean it right. And I remember turning to my mom, mom, I, por favor, no, I, no puedo comer eso, mamá. Mom, please, you're not going to make me eat that. Says, you know what? Stop making excuses and eat the dog gumbo. 
So for the next hour and a half, man, I forced that thing down in bed, but I never, listen to me. God does not take any, any excuses from us, church. And going back to our text, in Matthew 24, verse 36 to verse 44, Jesus makes it clear. Now listen to me, church. It can get more clear than this. He warns us about staying ready. Can I get an amen? amen? And the reason why I tell you that, because he takes us back to history. He takes us back to the days of Noah. He thought, do you remember what happened in those days? People were drinking. People were partying. Hello. People were at the nightclub. Come on. Listen to the weekend. Hello. Post Malone. Hello. And he takes him back and reminds him, remember what happened in those days? It's going to happen again. And he warns us about staying ready. Stay ready. Be prepared that in and out of season. Hello. Well, pastor, it's just too hard. Have no self-control. Could I tell you you do? Remember years ago, me and my wife were having a big, big, I don't know why I'm saying this. We were having a huge, we were going to church, okay? We were having a big argument, loud, you know, you know, you know how we are. We don't whisper. We don't use romantic phrases. Cupcake. Sweet cream. Mijo. When we argue sometimes, we argue. We were, I mean, it was bad. Amen? I think that time, I, I don't know, so many, I, I don't know if that time my wife hit me with a baseball bat over the head. I can't remember. <laughs> can't remember. See? Can't remember. But anyways, we heard a knock on the door. At that time, we were going to this little church down the street, and it was pastor. Now watch this. Immediately, we come. It went from volume 20 to zero. We open the door. We compose ourselves. Put the holy face. Began, oh, does said the Lord, here's the pastor, baby. <laughs> what I'm trying to say, you could control it. Right. Come on. Come on. Amen? Yeah. We went from range to humility. Right. All it took was a knock on the door from the pastor, and we put ourselves in check. That's where the Holy Ghost comes in. When we're ready to do something dumb, bam. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. 
Amen. God loves you. When he does that, it's for your benefit. Are you with me? Because God's going to continue loving people. But he wants us to learn how to love ourselves and to love him. Can I get an amen? And this morning as believers, amen, we, we have no excuses, church. We have the word of God to warn us. Amen? We have great pastors like Pastor Reuben, Pastor Danny, Pastor Adam, Pastor Anthony, that preach tremendous sermons to warn us. We have all sorts of information right at the tip of our fingers. Come on. You press one button, man, you get, you get, you get the full one-one what's going on in the world. Hello. Wars, crime, violence. Aren't those signs of the last days? I don't know if you send all the videos on the Euphrates rivers. It's drying up. Bible talks about the Euphrates River, how the, the kings of the east are going to come, amen, and try to in, invade Israel. Right, Stare, church. Yes, sir. We're running out of time. Woo. We cannot be making no more excuses. <laughs> Some of you have been, nah, nah, no, 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 not here. My church. They've been using the same excuses for the past 20 years. I can't serve God. It's hard. Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 42, he says, watch, therefore. Or keep your eyes fixed. Some of us are so good at keeping our eyes fixed on our phones. Put it away. Oh, someone's on my Facebook account. <laughs> oh, I got a like this time. Oh, I got a dislike this time. We're good at fixing our eyes on our phone. But we're about keeping our eyes fixed on what's going on in this world right now, church. Let me close. Stop being a victim of your excuses. Can I get an amen? Because the moment you start becoming a victim of your excuses, guess what? You begin to open your mind to the lies of the enemy. He will flood your mind, church. He will fill it with deception. He will fill it with lies. Come on. That's probably why you've been convincing yourself. You know, I look good. I don't need to lose weight. <laughs> I didn't mean that for looks. 
Some of you guys, uh, I, mean, I mean, the doctor's been telling you, you want to live long? Lose some weight. But you haven't been listening. It's for your own good, please. My doctor told me 20 years ago to lose weight, and I didn't listen. And you start filling with your mind with lies like, You'll always be an addict. You'll always be that way. Or you'll never be what God wants you to be in your life. Those are lies, church. We need to stop putting things off in our spiritual walk with God. If God's dealing with you about doing something, just do it. Stop resisting it. You know what? I'll close with it real quick. What time is it? How much time do I got left? Five minutes? You know when we think about resisting the Holy Spirit? You know what we think of? The obvious, right? Rebellion. Disobedience. Sin. But you know that sometimes resisting the Holy Spirit comes in other ways. Can I preach? Dreading. Do you dread coming to church? Oh, he's just going to preach the same sermon. Hello. Sing songs. Sing Malachi. Have to see him again. Malachi is a handsome man. You begin to dread coming to church. That's resisting the Holy Spirit. Fear is also resisting the Spirit of God. You're afraid to do what God has called you to do. You're afraid to step out. Anxiety and worry. Listen to me tonight. I mean this morning. I don't care if eggs go up seven bucks a dozen. I was thinking about that. I may go buy me a lot of them and start selling them in the corners of L.A. <laughs> Put them in little baggies. <laughs> Hustle. <laughs> it's legal. You begin to worry about your finances. Oh, God's going to take care. He's going to take care of you, please. We're not of this world, church. Do you hear me? We're from the kingdom of God. And finally, this one. Depression. Depression, church. 
God doesn't want you to stay depressed. We all get depressed. But don't stay there. Please don't stay there. Because God loves you. He knows what you're going through. He knows your pain. He knows your sorrows. He knows how you feel right now, this very moment. And he's going to take care of you. I love what David said. Lord, you have brought me out of a horrible pit. You took my feet out of the miry clay and set them upon the rock and what? Establish my coins. Stop resisting the Holy Spirit. Let the Spirit of God move in you. Let it do its works. He's there, but we often don't utilize him. We go to yoga, Zumba, walk the doggy. But when's the last time you went to the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit, I need help. I'm a mess. I'm all jacked up. I'm still jacked up. I'm still a little bit loco. And can I share this and I'll close? I still argue with my wife, but it's different now. Four years ago, it was about money, the kids, but now it's different now. Man, park over there, babes. Why do you have to park here? <laughs> oh, what are we going to watch tonight, babe? I don't know. You find something. Well, I like this one. Where are we going to eat? And then next thing you know, we're arguing. I go, really? <laughs> I'm still a mess. Hallelujah. That's why I always come before God. God, I'm weak. God, I'm struggling. It's, been, it's so hard for me to understand my identity with you, God. You know, the problem is because we allow our emotions to alter our faith. We allow our eyes to deceive us and tell us. We, 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 we base our faith on what we see. But God is there. He's here for you this morning. And he's healing some of you right now. I can feel it. He's taking out all the pain. The questions are going around in your mind right now. Why, God? Why, God? And he's going to help you if you allow him to. Amen? Amen. I like a red bow. Thank you, Jesus. This morning... If you came here, God loves you. Yesterday when we were in outreach, 
passing out the flowers for conference, I came across a young man. And I began to witness to him. And I asked him, could I pray for you? And I began to pray for him. But once I got to the sinner's prayer, he shut down on me. And he stopped me and said, that's where I have a problem, sir. I don't believe in that. And I told him, that's the gospel. How could you not believe the God? You claim to know God and his word, the Bible. That's the gospel. Jesus died. He rose on the third day and is alive forevermore. I told him, that is the gospel. This morning, You're here, and you have never accepted Jesus. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. You know, I love that verse because it gives me a picture of Jesus, a gentleman. He's not a gangster. He's not a cesario. He's not going to break your door down and force you to serve him. But he's a gentleman, and he'll come knocking at the door of your heart. And he will ask you, can I come in? And if you allow him to come in, the Bible says that you will dine with him, and he will dine with you. You will have an everlasting relationship. If that's you this morning, you never accepted Jesus. I want you to raise your hand quickly all in this room. You've never been a Christian. Backslider. You're away from God this morning. We're in the last days, church. We're running out of time. We must be preparing ourselves. That's you, quickly. Raise your hand. Anybody? Praise God. Thank you, Lord. People are saved, God. This morning, we're going to stand. The Holy Spirit is here this morning, church. God's presence is here. You know, every time I come to prayer and in the presence of God, I'm not going to lie, I began to weep. And you know why I weep? is because I'm not worthy. I tell God, I'm not worthy of your presence, God. My mind is a mess, God. Sometimes I'm not feeling it, God, but yet, because you are so faithful, you always meet with me. And I always tell God, God, forgive me for getting so emotional with you. And God always tells me, don't worry about it, son. I know the troubles you're going through. I know your circumstances. It might feel like I'm so far from you, but I am so near to you.
One of the things I helped the prophet Ezekiel continue in his journey with God because the Bible says that the, the hand of the Lord was upon him. This morning, there's people here, the, the hand of the Lord is upon your life. He's guiding you. You might not see it, you might not feel it, but he's there withholding you. Praise God. Come if you need prayer.